0: <laughs>
1: and welcome into the bye week version of No Other Pod. Sporting didn't play, but we're still here. I'm Jimmy, along, as always, with my buddy, Dan Kuzer. Dan, tell me what is going on. Yo, yo, we are still here.
2: We don't take weeks off, man. We don't. Sports do. We don't, because we're excited about, uh, holy shit, dude, like playoffs are right around the corner uh the league is nuts yeah, the western conference is on crack and the usa team <laughs> doesn't know what they're doing so like there's so much to talk about right now
1: so things are as normal sounds like things sound on crack normal. and us soccer is a mess
2: hey however <laughs> i will tell you this the last few years you know we were we were talking about uh here I am acting like the podcast has been around for years. You and I have <laughs> talked about how sporting has like backed into the playoffs. And it's, it is it is kind of nice to know that we're in the playoffs. And there's still games to be
1: played. So that's, that's a good feeling. Yeah, we got three whole games left. And uh, depending that's on when nuts. you're listening to this. And we are already in. The question is just what's our seed going to be? And we will get right. into all that because I know we got some questions about that. Um, we'll, we'll look ahead to the next couple of games that will occur before next week's pod. But, um, I have some business I think we need to take care of before we get you too got far. business. Okay. I, I think we, I think we need to address something. Um, Uh-oh. we have an open investigation because, uh, there is apparently someone out there under the name Dan using pictures of Benny failhaber. Trying to catfish girls on a dating app, and the people don't know need to know. I don't know. Is what you mean. this you?
2: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, all I know is that that girl must have a hell of a radius to meet men. If uh, if if we're matching, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> she's in yeah. she's in Portland, and I'm in Chicago, so she's just she must have a wide scope of uh, booty call situations. <laughs>
1: For those of you who who do not follow us on Twitter, one, why aren't you? You should be at no other pod. Yeah. Um, number two, uh, yeah, we uh, we found uh, is actually thanks to the Portland Timbers social media person, uh, Kayla Knapp. She was the one who found uh, that there is somebody using photos of Benny Failhaber under the name Dan on a dating app trying to get people to, I guess, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you meet up with that person. Cause then you meet in person. You're like, you're not what you look like. So I don't know what the play is there. Well, no, um, the
2: play is that person's definitely murdering people. Like don't, don't yeah. meet with that person. You're getting catfished <laughs> and they will murder you or, or wear your skin or something. It's not good.
1: Yeah, it's not good. Um, Drew Vanderplug, one of our, uh, I probably Vanderplug. butchered your name, Drew. I'm sorry. I, I, I probably do that every time. I say Vanderpeek. it different, I think, every time I, I mention you. Um, Vanderpluggy. He says he was hoping that it was you catfishing all the women of Wilsonville, Oregon. So well, I should just, we had to double check.
2: No, they'd be so. lucky to get catfished by me, okay? They'd get, <laughs> I would not give them the satisfaction to get my fish that sounds and
1: very awkward. There you go. <laughs> I mean, um,
2: I and I'm way more handsome than Benny <laughs> Failhaber, anyways. So pff, let's move past it.
1: Well, well, my favorite thing about this is, uh, yeah, in the listing it says he's six two, which I believe is your height, just about, At, isn't it? So oh, you know, you know my body. Evidence is adding up. Um, <laughs> and uh, Benny Failhaber retweeted it with like the face palm emoji, and Eric Palmer Brown just comments, and all he said was "lol 6'2". And I was yeah. like, damn.
2: Eric. Benny's a good 59, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Ike retweeted it and all he said was swipe left. So, yep. swipe left on no that homie. <laughs> yeah. But uh anywho, there's a uh, we're, we're getting closer to closing the investigation, but I I think we we have not quite officially cleared you yet, so We'll uh, figure it
2: out. I mean, don't don't count me out, but definitely don't swipe on that murderer. All right. I've seen a lot of criminal minds. And this is clearly
1: an episode. <laughs> this this is this is how all of those episodes of Law and Order start. Um, yep. Dun, dun. Just don't 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 mess with fake Benny Failhaber. But I guess that means that MLS has made it. If oh, the players absolutely. are being used to catfish other people.
2: Oh, a hundred percent. And it's clearly an NYCFC person because they have a deal with Tinder. <laughs> Interesting. Did okay, you know that? Well, did you know their sponsors, they have an arrangement with Tinder? I did not know that, no. Yeah, bro. It scrolls That's on their light boards, like, during games and stuff. It's weird. Hmm.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. If, uh, I know. Any of you We're in to, Kansas, uh,
2: though. Can't We'd probably have, like, Christian Mingle or, or Date Farmers or something.
1: Yeah, there's a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um <laughs> I was gonna go somewhere, but we'll we'll just leave it right there. <laughs> there you go. Um, anywho, getting into actual soccer, not this fake is great. catfishing. We're off to a good start, soccer. Yeah, welcome, welcome to the pod. Hope this is uh, <laughs> your first time listening, and that's your intro. Oh my god! Um, if it's
2: your first time, it's their last time.
1: <laughs> well, you know that's about par for the course with us. We 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 go off the rails just about every week. So that's about welcome. it, welcome. Please stay. Leave a rating and review. Five stars. Good to see you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anywho, jumping into soccer, um, no sporting uh, this week, but we did have some uh, some Swolt Park Rangers action, and yeah, they beat the Los Angeles Galaxy 2 Los Dos uh, five to one. Bro, had a a, a brilliant free kick from Lil Coos. There he is, and uh, they secured a USL Cup playoff spot as uh, the number 7 seed, so not quite as good as they have been the last couple of years, but right three years in a row, USL Cup playoffs. That's not bad. What do you think? Not bad, but, uh,
2: you know, more teams get into those playoffs than MLS Cup, so what are you going to do?
1: <laughs> if
2: that's MLS <laughs> that's Cup that's playoffs,
1: they do not get in with the seven seed. Yeah, so. but, but there's, what, like 37 teams in USL? Yeah, it's crazy.
2: MLS is trying to catch up. Don Garber's getting greedy with all his teams coming in. And, uh, we'll, we'll dive into <laughs> that too, I'm sure, uh, Mr. Garber. Oh, but yes. But l- let me tell you, dude, I went to a movie on, was it Sunday? That's, yeah, Swope played Sunday, right? And came home and it was already three nothing Swope. And I was like, God damn, what did I miss? And then just from being home during the second half, we saw another three goals, two from Swope and one from uh, LA. I was like, Jesus, this game is exhilarating. I hope all nine people in the crowd are enjoying themselves.
1: <laughs> yeah, they uh, they were passing out some pretty cool Swope Park Ranger t shirts uh, yeah. to the first 500 fans of, at that game. And when they when they tweeted 500 fans, I was like, ooh, that's yeah, ambitious. That's um, ambitious. They'll probably get the rest out go. at the
2: sporting game next week.
1: They could. Yeah, I wanted to go. I wasn't able to make it down. The combination of weather and and some family things going on, so was not well, able to make it. But We're going to uh, go to
2: some games next year, dude. When I come when I come home, we're going to hit up some slope games cuz those look fun. And I think more people need to go and get out there.
1: They are fun. I've been to a few. I I, I enjoy. It's it. the future, I mean, future man. It sucks that uh that Children's Mercy Park is so far away from where I live. It's like a 100-mile round trip for me, but hey, it's fun. Wait, I are you serious? Yeah, in uh it's far from lee summit it's not quite 100 miles it's, but it's it's a lot okay i was like it takes you 50 minutes to get there uh i mean depending on traffic yeah i can so
2: dude god where is lee summit are you that's nuts it's i guess i i used to
1: live at Legends, <laughs> so it was not very far from me. yeah you just walk there
2: so. i did and i was that was smart because there were beverages involved
1: yeah i pay like <laughs> $38,000 in gas every time I go there. Oh um, my God, I had no idea. Hey, some people come from Nebraska, dude. So get in line. Shout out. Shout out to Bob and Weave. Coming Bob from Nebraska. He's got me beat. Kyle Orenberg, I think he comes from like two, three hours away, something like that. So. Yeah. Kyle, well, Kyle owns land. Kyle, Kyle's kyle got farm going he's got on. A, he's got to take care of the farm. He's out there. He's a working man. Yep. He's probably done more manual labor than working you man. and I have in our lives combined. So it uh probably has more horses than I have. I bet that. Yeah, that's uh as far as I know, you have zero horses. Is that still the case? Uh that is. That is still the okay. case. I'm working so, on it. This has been your Coozer horse <laughs> update of the week. Um oh my god. It's a hor- horse go. This is what happens when the horse go. <laughs> this is what happens when there's no <laughs> game to talk about. We talk about Catfishing and the the Cooser Horse weekly update, um, yes. So please, and farms. please come back,
2: sporting. Um, but yo swap plays this Saturday, man, and it's it's a one off. Like these games aren't two leg series, so like, and it's at nine thirty. So if y'all want to stay up past your grandma's bedtime, have fun. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch this game, man. That sounds exciting, and
1: they're playing Sacramento. And that's a damn good team. Uh, that's that's kind of a weird little rivalry in kind of a way because of all the stupid crap that USL tried to pull last year with taking our game away and <laughs> giving it to Sacramento. Oh
2: my god, I forgot about that because it it was playoffs and they were like, we're going to move it from Swope to Sacramento, and it's like, how's that fair?
1: Yeah. Swope's the higher seed. Yeah, it's a home game for for Swope, but it'll just be in Sacramento at the Sacramento. Oh, Stadium. they should
2: really take it from Sacramento. to kansas city you know they should really say something about that just
1: to even it out yeah i think that's fair sons of bitches eye for an eye something like that um oh my gosh (laughs) yeah man it'll be fun so saturday night we'll uh we'll we'll try to watch that game and uh we'll give you an update and talk about it next week let us know uh if you uh you too will be watching that game so it should be fun oh bono (laughs) <laughs> like, what? sorry you
2: said you too i, I yeah. know what you're
1: talking about well my first thought went to alex bono and i was like what does toronto have to do with this and then i was like oh it's a u2 joke
2: it's bono right they say alex bono
1: maybe i don't know i, oh, was, I hope uh, it's not bono i was that's just a on the edge jokes. i was on the, the edge of that joke didn't quite get it <laughs> see what i did well, there come on in <laughs> that's another u2 joke because of the edge it is
2: oh i got gotcha. <laughs> you well
1: go. yeah We are on fire tonight. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Here, here, let's move on. (laughs) We'll get to some sporting, sporting KC stuff. Uh, We will talk about the Vancouver game, which is tonight, late game, um, since it's on the West Coast. But before we do that, this past week, Sporting KC had their pitch black event, which is sort of their end-of-season awards banquet, mm-hmm. and uh, there were a couple of uh, interesting awards handed out, uh, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Newcomer of the Year, and Goal of the Year, so I don't know if you uh, um, looked at who won these or not, but let's just do uh, maybe some quick hits, and you can tell I me voted. what you think. I voted as well,
2: and okay. every, every person I voted for won. I mean it's just it was that obvious I guess who I thought should win definitely won.
1: So probably what happened is they looked at your votes first and they were like this is the perfect ballot. So let's just yeah. stop now.
2: They were like this dude so, knows what he's talking about. He must host a podcast.
1: He must. Yeah. One that we the club never acknowledge or retweet despite the fact that they have a good reach. Uh what? They they're listening. <laughs> I know they're listening. <laughs> um Anywho, MVP of the club, as voted on by Dan the Mancuser, Ilie Sanchez, the yep. man we all love, the man who doesn't own a short sleeve shirt. So, uh, why did you think that Ilie is the MVP? Oh, I think, I think when you say MVP, it it has to be the guy
2: that. I mean, it's not that it's not the guy who scores the most goals. It's not the guy who you know, stops the most shots. It's the guy who makes the biggest impact on your team. And you kind of start to imagine what would your team be like without him? Would you survive or would it kind of crumble with someone you put in his place? And I started thinking, who the F do you put in his place? Cause that's crazy, dude. I mean, if, if Johnny Russell goes out, okay. Uh, Jerso's coming in or Daniel Shallowy or, you know put diego rubio in there you got people but who the hell subs in for elier young juan Kuzain. i mean pff, he doesn't hold a candle to Ilya. i'm sorry
1: that's a good point that's a good way to look at it and uh, that's probably how it should be looked at more cuz you're right too often it kind of is yeah. ends up being like who's just scored the most but uh no you're it's a good call and even uh, with tim melia dude if you take tim melia out of there i'm i'm still pretty confident
2: with our backup keepers whether it's Zendejas or uh uh eric dick you know
1: yeah hey you make a good case and i can't argue with it so there you go most valuable player Elie sanchez um offensive player of the year this one pretty obvious the man we all love johnny russell uh oh, he's yeah. the leading scorer he's the leading assist getter i guess is that the technical term for that i don't know yeah. um but yeah i mean there's there's really no other choice there right
2: no, there's not much to even say about that. I mean, he, he pulls, he pulls those assists because he has great vision, but he can also create and make his own goals. He's not a poacher. He's not a, not a poacher striker. He can get it done by himself. So, I mean, it's,
1: uh, on the offensive side of the ball,
2: who else do you pick?
1: Yeah. I, I, th- I mean, I think you're a hundred percent right. Um, I guess one could argue had Felipe not gotten hurt and he could have kept up his run of form that he started on at the beginning of the year. He might have pushed for it, but it's it's clearly Johnny Russell, I think. Um, right. Co-defensive players of the year. So uh, I'm going to ask you who specifically you voted for, but it was awarded to Tim Melia and Graham Zusi as co-recipients. Yeah. So who did you vote for? I voted for Tim.
2: I mean, I thought, like, okay, it's not co defender of the year. It's co defensive player. And I could see why Zussi was in the conversation as well. But, uh, you know, Tim Mealy is
1: a beast. And I I felt like it had to be his. So. Well, there you go. I think that's, uh, I think they're both um, good choices. Um, I've talked to a few people who actually have votes for the actual MLS awards. I, you know, Zussi, I think probably has flown under the radar a bit as a defender, but one was looking at some of the advanced stats and was like, this is not even close. Graham Zussi is the MLS defender of the year because he started talking about uh, interceptions and clearances. And he was like, he's up there with the best of the center backs who usually have that. Uh, those numbers a little wow. bit higher than fullbacks. And he was like, But then you look at what he does offensively from the, the right back position, he's he's one of the best offensive players in the league too. He was like, Graham Zussi is just an absolute beast at right back and he's the defender of the year. So holy shit. Okay. There you go. I I mean, I don't know how widespread that belief is within the voting population, but that's at least one voter who said it. So there you go. Nice. Um Newcomer of the year, Felipe Gutierrez. Uh, maybe that's just because they couldn't give that also to Johnny Russell. I don't know, but Felipe has been pretty good too. So what do you think there?
2: Uh, Yeah, because for some reason it doesn't feel like... It It feels like Johnny Russell has been here longer than Felipe. I mean, that's weird, right? Why does it feel like that?
1: Because uh, he didn't get I mean, hurt? It, Yeah, I was going to say it could be just because Felipe missed like three months. And, and in that time, Johnny Russell really became the fan favorite on the team. Um, oh dude,
2: people love him. Like people want to just go have some, some freaking shots with him. You know what I mean? Have some beers. Like he's just, he's just one of the, one of the guys, one of, one of the family, you know?
1: Yeah. He, you know, I think honestly the, he was going to become a fan favorite regardless, but I think the turning point where he really became that fan favorite was in that Vancouver game where we won six zero and he had the hat trick, but he was like ready to fight people. Uh, yes, dude. I, oh, we're about to preview this Vancouver game, and I, I want more fights. Yeah, I think when Johnny got up in faces of like Kendall Waston and everybody, and was like, "Hey, you fight them. You fight my teammates. You're fighting me too." That right? for me is when I was like, "Okay, I did. I, I mean, I like this dude, but like, I, I really oh, dig man. this guy."
2: And Kendall Waston's like, "What are you doing? No one, no one steps to me. What? That's
1: weird." <laughs> yeah, I'm man. I'm not fighting Johnny. Johnny's, Johnny's Scrappy.
2: Right. He's got that, like, Scottish anger. Oh, Scottish, whether he's got a kilt on. You do. They wear kilts <laughs> so they can kick more freely. I mean, he's Scrappy so he can have the flexibility <laughs> to kick your ass.
1: There you go. Um, yeah. So but hey Felipe, I mean honestly Felipe doesn't have the offensive numbers Johnny does but Felipe very clearly is the one pulling the strings in the midfield that frees a lot of the offensive runs that Johnny makes or or Diego or Daniel or, or whoever's up there. So Felipe obviously a very deserving award winner. And then no real surprise here, goal of the year, Johan Quasse. Um I think it was yep. that US Open Cup banger that big time uh, to Yeah, went on to win that game for Sporting KC. So no. I mean if you were voting for goals
2: throughout the regular season that might have been a tougher conversation but when they tied in this goal as well, I was just like, oh absolutely like that was the one that's where I lost my freaking mind
1: yeah yeah no I, I totally agree um so there you go those are some, I mean Graham Zusi also so won cool. humanitarian of the year but I don't know as much how to judge yeah. that so congrats Graham well he must he's been doing a lot of stuff yeah he has that's true i mean he's always volunteering to do things that's true um so congratulations to graham um but now we move on to some of the games coming up and uh i guess that uh that can lead into um some of our, our our fan questions um so if you look at Small Birdie is his name or her name. I don't know. Um, Wants to know realistically. How small? S-M-O-L is how it's spelled. Um, Oh, small. Small Birdie. I I said small. Maybe it's small. Um, I don't know. But now I'm interested. Well, Small Birdie asked realistically, how many points do you think we're getting out of our last three games? And that's closely tied into Darren Meeker's question, um, who wants to know. Basically, do we have to do two wins and a draw to get us the number 2 seed in the first round by, or can we oh, do boy. one win and two draws and still get that first round? Like how is this going to work out? So um look looking at the next well, few games, you know, we got By the way, her name's Clara, I think. Oh, is it Clara? Oh, you're right, Clara. It's a, it's Clara. Thank you, Clara, for the question. Um so we got at Vancouver tonight. Then we got at FC Dallas on Sunday. And then we got home against LAFC the following week on Sunday on decision day. Uh, so right now, both LAFC no. and FC Dallas sit ahead of us. So how do you see these last few games playing out?
2: Dude, first of all, don't ask me realistically. Cause I, I get emotional <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> if you ask asking me realistically, I get so pessimistic about it. And, uh, these are these are great teams we're about to play. I mean, Vancouver's right outside the playoff spot. And I don't know if that's a guaranteed win, man. Playing away in the Western time zone. Not not Western time zone, Pacific time zone, you and you weird West Coast people. <laughs> and I just, it, that doesn't seem like a guaranteed win to me. The Dallas away game, I'm a little more confident with because hmm. Dallas is uh I think they got a big injury. I mean, it's uh who who got injured with their game?
1: Oh gosh, I don't even remember.
2: Isn't isn't Barrios out or something?
1: Uh he is it Barrios or Christian Coleman, maybe? I thought it was Coleman.
2: Maybe that yeah. was it. Yes. And then with LAFC coming home, there's gonna be a lot of fire behind us there. I mean, cause that that might might have first place on the line. So I kind of want to say realistically, I think we can win two out of these three. And dude that should be good for a first round bye. And your boy Koozie Kuzman is coming home to watch this game with y'all.
1: There you go. We we got to get that that I mean, bye right, then. You, yeah. We got to do it for Dan. You think we can win two two out of the three? Um I think we can. Yeah. Two away games. Two away game I mean I I think I I still think Vancouver's a little bit more winnable than Dallas, but I also don't think that really? we should be... Yeah, I mean, they they fired their coach. They're kind of in a weird situation. I don't think they'll have all of their players back from international duty. Now, of course, we won't either. We won't have Christian Namath or Felipe Gutierrez, but we should have Johnny Russell. He joined the team in Vancouver. Um, uh, But I think Kendall Waston's out with Costa Rica, and I think there's a couple other players from Vancouver that are on international duty that won't be at the game. So... It's not a full-strength Vancouver side. Um, I don't think it'll be six zero, like the last game last time we played them. Um, um, you're right, it's going to be seven <laughs> zero. and Johnny Russell's going to score five goals this time. <laughs> um, oh hell, yes, but I do know, so I never go to sleep. so this is this is what I mean this is all really you can ask for at this point in the season is that Sporting KC controls its own destiny in the West. If we, if we win out, which is not easy by any means, but if we win out, we're guaranteed the number one seed in the West. So That's crazy, and that's huge. We have to get at least five points to assure ourselves of a home playoff game. Uh, Well, no, that's not true. And that's not even a buy. That's not true. That is not Um, a sure a Our magic number is five. That doesn't mean we have to get five points. We can get less than five points and still get a home playoff game depending on results from other other, teams. Depending on
2: future results. Yeah. Because Vancouver's got to play LAFC this weekend.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to be... They're hungry, dude. Yeah. We're going to be rooting hard against Vancouver tonight and then hard for Vancouver against LAFC this weekend. I mean it's big time it's gonna be a wild last uh last couple of weeks but we control our own destiny so exciting if we win out we get the number one seed i don't think we have to win out to get the number one seed um i think depending on how some like even if we like draw against vancouver if we beat both lafc and dallas i think that'll probably get us the number one seed too i would guess i don't know um but just depends it's just it's all day by day things are going to change yeah i'm going to throw some a couple of different probabilities at you um, american soccer Ooh. analysis does some predictions and playoff seeding probabilities the they, asa they say sporting kc has a 12% chance of getting a number 1 seed and a 15% chance of getting a 2 seed and a 49% chance of getting a 3 seed so What? I don't know how they I'm come up. This. I don't know how they come up with those numbers. I mean, they say that it's based on a thousand simulated runs of the remaining schedule. I don't know how they simulate them, but that's what they're saying. But if you look over at five thirty-eight, they give Sporting KC a forty-six percent chance of a first-round buy. It's broken down a little differently, but that's almost double what, what? ASA says. So, what the heck? What?
2: Okay. Anyone can just give numbers now. We can
1: just throw in our own percentages. <laughs> yeah. What's the uh, the Coos prediction index say uh, for for Sporting KC's first round buy chances?
2: Well, I mean, the weather's going to be about fifty five degrees tomorrow, so I'd give them a thirty
1: ch- percent. I don't know. What? what <laughs> where are they basing this <laughs> off of? I I I could not tell you. I'm, I I am just the man reading the numbers
2: so where's what are they even factoring in expected handsomeness they're not even thinking about it probably
1: not and you know that's a callback yeah i that's that is a big callback um that's a past episode yeah (laughs) go back and find it the only way you can do that is to listen to every single episode we've ever done uh oh please don't (laughs) don't do that yourself the early ones are probably bad um there's some
2: rough ones in there, guys. I, I ate food on one of them. Uh, another time, Jimmy had to record a whole episode by himself because yeah. his computer messed it up.
1: It, it's weird. There's a couple where we sound like robots. Um, oh, yeah. Just don't do it. But thanks for being here now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. So, we got Vancouver tonight um, and then FC Dallas, like you <sighs> said. on uh, Canada. Canada, Vancouver tonight, and then FC Dallas on Sunday. Um, You know, Vancouver and their free
2: health care sons of
1: bitches. (laughs) Vancouver is fighting for a playoff spot, like you said. It's it's not likely they get in, but you know, it's it's essentially a must win for them. Um, And then yeah, and then we we go. Dude, they're going to be intense. I mean, you think they were fired up at Children's Mercy Park? They're going to be intense tonight. Yeah, man, it's going to be a tough one. So, do you um, do you have a, a, a prediction for for a result? What What do you think we're going to get out of there? Oh, with?
2: hell no! I'm not going to do it. I think it's <laughs> going to get real chippy. I think we're going to see some cards. Uh, unless it, unless the referee is Jair Marufo, then we're not seeing any cards because
1: the yeah. dude's nuts. <laughs> I can tell you, it's not Marufo. Uh, he's who is it? Somewhere else. Oh my god! I just saw this. Uh, there with all right. me, it is uh, probably some. We
2: don't like any referee, so Villarreal. Um, okay, well, I'm sure we'll find some way to hate him too.
1: And then Robert Sabiga on Sunday, and oh, Sabiga on Sunday, huh? That, that yeah. guy looks like he could kick some ass. Well, he's the one who, uh, when Seth Sinovic got slapped across the face, Sabiga decided he didn't want to review it and did nothing as a result of it. So.
2: Right. Uh, no, that was the VAR, dude. It wasn't Sabiga. It was well, VAR because yeah. they were like, oh, didn't didn't see it.
1: I guess it is probably on the VAR, but Sabiga was Idiots. the center ref Savages. when that happened. Um, yeah. So
2: I, I'm Spe- not going to make a prediction on this game tonight, man. Too much is going on. They're going to come hard and it's going to get it's going to be rough. And and but we got a week and a half off. Uh, but so is Vancouver. Right. So what are you going to do?
1: yeah yeah um uh, this is one of those games that I feel like could go anyway, man. like I could see us coming out with a fire and winning like three zero. I could also see it being yeah. a hard fought game that like is zero zero for most of the game, and then someone has a smash and grab goal to win it, and it could go either way so you it's hard well, to tell what these games where people are missing sometimes you never really know
2: it is tough, I mean, but here's what you gotta think also um don't. Doesn't Vancouver have some people missing for
1: uh for international duty? Yes, I believe so. I think Waston is gone, um, and a couple other players are gone as well.
2: Isn't Alfonso Davies gone?
1: Uh he if he's with Canada, who played today, that's a good They're question. They're playing right now. Are they playing literally right now? Let's see. Um they are playing right now. Yeah, it looks like Davies at left back. Left back. That's really. Huh. Okay. That's weird. Um Canada's currently so, beating Dominica four zero. So he
2: will not play, and that is the best news for us.
1: Yeah. I forget he's still on the white caps. I just assume he's already in Germany, but they yeah, loaned him that back. Just makes for a year. So um, Well no, he can't yeah, go.
2: He can't go until that's he's uh of age.
1: Oh, is that what it is? That's weird.
2: Yeah, he can't join the huh. squad because he's uh, not old enough yet. And, like, his parents huh. had to come sign the damn papers because, I don't know, he's a child and, Under <laughs> and cannot make
1: these decisions. <laughs> weird, man. Um, yeah. Well, hey, you know, I guess uh, do what you got to do. But, yeah, Davey's not playing. Waston not playing. Um, these are all good things. So, Yes. Um, Even with with Felipe out and and Namath out, Sporting KC will still have close to a full-strength lineup. You'll just have Johan in the midfield. And we'll have Johnny Johnny back. It'll probably be Johnny, uh, Diego, and uh, Daniel Shallowy up top. And then it's probably Roger, Johan, and Ilya in the midfield. And then the regular back line and defense. So back line and, and goalkeeper, obviously.
2: Well, Johnny didn't play on Sunday, did he?
1: I don't remember. No, I think it was an
2: unused substitute. So, like, he should be fresh, other than you know the traveling and everything.
1: Yeah, you know the eight thousand
2: mile round trip he had.
1: That's good. So I don't know, man. Hopefully, hopefully that he's uh, he's fresh and, and it goes well. Now we should have uh, Felipe and Namath back for Dallas, I believe. Yes, that'll so that's be nice. on Sunday. I'm sorry. I don't, also, I don't, before our next, I don't care one. about Namath.
2: I don't, I don't need him to start. I, I think he's a good little super sub to come in maybe. And But uh, Diego adds so much to it that I, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about Namath ever.
1: Okay, there you go. Namath <laughs> is uh, officially blacklisted. Well, he's not doing anything for us, man. <laughs> <laughs> he He has not probably lived up to the hype that was around him when he came back, especially with Peter talking him up as much as he did. Yeah. So. Anywho, um Anyhoozers. hoosers. Well, well yeah, that's uh that's where things uh stand right now. Um you know a couple other questions that uh amongst the questions that we got, Ryan Baxter said, Are we in a second slump or is something else going on with our current form? Um I don't know. What do you, do you think this that this could be considered a second slump, or or uh, is this just dealing with injuries and international call ups?
2: Uh, no way. No, no, no. We're not in a slump. I mean, the last few games. I mean, you you lost to Seattle. You beat Orlando. You you beat San Jose, and then I think he's referring to uh, losing to Philly, tying Salt Lake, and tying L.A. I mean, I don't. I don't think that's a slump when you're still coming away with points. I know they were home draws. Right, and if you look at... So
1: that makes sense. I mean, yeah. you don't want a home draw. Right, but if you look at how we played both against Philly and the Galaxy, like, that's not a team that's slumping. That's a team that, like, was just two inches off from getting, yeah. like, seven goals. So...
2: And that's... Oh, dude. Both games, uh, the Philly and the LA game, both rainy. Mm-hmm. So, like, when there's rain, dude... Everything changes, everything changes
1: yeah and and if it's not for you know the bs penalty call against the galaxy that's a win so yeah I wouldn't consider it a yeah. slump um but and hitting the posts and the crossbar I mean it, it's crazy, yeah, so there you go um so hopefully Vancouver and Dallas we can come away if we can come out of these next two games with four points. I'll be feeling good. Um, You know, if I had to choose which game we win, obviously I'd want to win the, I mean, I want to win both games, but if I had to pick one or the other, obviously I'd pick the Dallas game to be the one that we win because that would be more detrimental to Dallas. um, If we get a full three from them and they get nothing. So we'll see.
2: I, I don't know. I mean, you like to, at very least you want to tie your road games and beat LAFC at home and you get a home playoff game. Yeah. Of course we want more than that, but there's your five points right there that gets you your home playoff game. Yeah.
1: So I'm not going to ask Maybe you to buy, but it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you where you think we'll stand because that could change by the time people are listening to this, depending on what happens in Vancouver. Um, I've gone back and forth between second and third. I honestly don't know anymore. So hopefully it's uh Hopefully it's it's second it if not could be first. first. So, yeah. We'll see. Uh, giving me heartburn. <laughs> well, anyway, we <laughs> will uh we will move on to some of the other news around the league. Um and and then before we end, we'll talk about the US Women's National Team and the US Men's National Team. Um but we did get a question from somebody Uh, Well, more of a comment. David O'Neill said, uh, can you do a segment on Salty Atlanta fans again? I'm sure they're whining about something. And they are. Oh, wow. We're, We're always due for one of those. Because there is a report now from Azteca Deportes, which is a fairly reliable Mexican sports outlet, saying that Tata Martino will be... The Mexican national team's next manager, and he'll be announced on December eighth, or officially hired on December eighth, which is the same day as the MLS Cup final. So he, essentially they're just oh my waiting God. out the rest of the MLS season to officially hire Tata Martino. So uh as you can imagine So when
2: the final's over, they hire him. I,
1: I honestly how I hope this plays out is like if they're in it, um I hope it's us versus Atlanta and it's in Atlanta and we win and then like in the post game presser, Tata is just like, I'm leaving. Peace. And then just crushes their hopes and dreams twice in a two hour period. Oh, my goodness. So it'd be wonderful. I, <laughs> I would love it. Um, but yeah, so there's, uh, there's the, I guess, the salty. I mean, they're not really salty. They're just more like really sad because this was kind of a long time coming. But, um, uh, yeah, if he leaves and Al- yeah. Almiron supposedly is going to be gone, and I wouldn't be surprised if Joseph Martinez is gone because you score 30 goals a year, someone's going to want to buy you. Um, Atlanta might be right all broken up and not very good next year, which would make me happy. I don't know about you. Wouldn't that be bananas? I mean, because we
2: are, we are the team that consistently does good things and there are so many other teams that are great and then they suck and then they're great again and then they suck i'm i'm looking at you portland <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you rsl you know you inconsistent fuckers <laughs> yeah but the uh uh we're consistent man we get the job done i, I about quoted hamilton just now <laughs> you, you already know
1: um <laughs> still need to see that show you've seen it like
2: la galaxy like who the hell are you guys
1: yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, Sporting KC, eight straight years in the playoffs. That is nothing to sneeze yeah. at. I mean, yes, the last four, five Colorado years, was whatever it has been. Now they're trash. Right. No, the last five years or whatever of um, playoffs has not been fun. Four years, five years, whatever it's been for Sporting KC fans. But, hey, you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. We'll see what happens this right. year. So.
2: Last year, Toronto and Chicago were good.
1: Now they're poop stains. Like they're not good. <laughs> yeah, Toronto missing the playoffs. Uh, Chicago obviously missing the playoffs. It's it's no no bueno for a lot of teams around the league that have been good. Sporting KC can stay there. So good for them. Yeah. Um another team that is staying where they are. Look at that segue. The crew, the Columbus crew have been Aww, saved. Shoot. Um which We mean, did it, dude. Yeah this where i don't know if you were following along on twitter that day it was a weird day um because people just started like gathering at a brewery in columbus and like holding up banners that were like save the crew or some were saying saved the crew with a d um and and people were like what is going on they're saying an announcement's coming but nothing's really sure And then there was a fake Grant Wall tweet that went out. And everyone started freaking out. And they're like, oh, my God, is this all a lie from fake Grant Wall? And I was like, no, that came out after. Like, I think something's happening, but we don't know what. And then it came out that, like, eight hours later, that the owner of the Cleveland Browns is apparently just about to buy the crew and save them. And then Anthony Precourt is going to... Does that mean the crew are going to (laughs) suck? Well, um, I think that what that means is they're going to uh, transfer Baker Mayfield onto the crew and he's just going to go there and run around like a crazy man. Um, and save him. Gotcha. And save him. Um, but it sounds like Precourt's still getting his team in Austin in some way, although it might not be till 2021. It's kind of a weird situation, but this is a win for crew fans everywhere, right?
2: I would think so. Um, are they going to start going to the games now?
1: Cause, uh, <laughs> they kind of stopped going. Yeah, I don't blame them for for not really going when they don't really know what is going on with their team. I mean, on one hand, you want to go and like show your support. On the other hand, you're like, why would I want yeah, to give movement. Anthony Precourt money? Um cuz it seemed like no matter what he wanted to move the team, um and MLS kind of handled it all strange, but uh I don't know. Apparently there's talks about building a downtown stadium in Columbus which would be really cool. I've visited Columbus before. It's a nice city. A lot of I saw a lot of soccer stickers all over. Um uh, I saw exactly one soccer sticker when I was in Austin a few weeks ago. So, you know, that is my scientific survey of soccer support in the two respective cities. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm happy that the crew look like they've been saved and pre-court has to jump through more hoops to get his team in austin so well that is pretty say. cool so well, uh congrats to the, all, all the crew fans that are probably not listening to this podcast because i don't know why they would no um hey they shouldn't
2: but it's uh <laughs> it's cool man uh, well no one likes to see anybody lose their team so it's nice that they they still got it
1: absolutely um now moving on to some national team storylines. We got the men's team playing literally right now as we're recording this on Tuesday night. It's it's currently tied zero zero in the first half yes, against Peru. They're
2: winning nil nil.
1: <laughs> I guess it's I mean I know I've asked you this before, but like we still got a temporary coach a year later. We still yeah. don't really know what's happening. Greg Baralter, the crew coach, was supposedly the front runner, but we we still don't know that. Like Peter, are are these <laughs> Peter? Hopefully not. <laughs> are these are these games? Like, are, do you have any interest in this game at all?
2: I I mean, no. I watch it just because it's soccer, and I'm a freaking loser, and I love all I love watching all soccer. But dude, what what are we what are we doing here? Uh. This I still got that not making the World Cup feeling from last year because we haven't made any real changes, and it's just it just feels gross. It feels like a I don't know. It's it's we're the we're permanent poop stain on America, dude. Like it doesn't feel good. All right, you're trying to wash it out and it's not working. (laughs) That's that's why. I'm sorry. That's disgusting. I'm sorry for using that language. Y'all deserve better. (laughs) <laughs> that's,
1: uh that's one way to describe the U.S. Soccer Federation right now. Um, well, what are we doing with it? I, I sound like Taylor Twellman over here. What are we doing? What are we doing? Um, I mean, look, if you watched that Columbia game last week, it was 4-2 Columbia. James Rodriguez had a world-class goal to open the scoring. I don't know if you saw the highlight of that, but that was insane. Just picked out the top left corner like no other. Um, yep. I
2: actually thought his name was James till you just said that, but yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Hamas. That's how you say it. I, Um, I guess that makes sense. He is (laughs) Colombian and plays for Bayern Munich. So I don't know why I, uh, I didn't know that.
1: (laughs) And, uh, and was a Real Madrid guy. So you really have no excuse. So. Yeah, I really
2: don't. Uh, but I've never <laughs> heard it. I watch a lot of games on mute. So I just, I'm like, oh, there's James. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's, there's good old James running around. Uh, that's why I'm
2: going to start calling you Hamas. Hamas mech. Yeah.
1: I did have someone as a kid I knew who called me Jaime because apparently that's Jaime. What you say, Jimmy in, in Spanish, maybe. I don't know. Um, that sounds like Jamie. But all well, right. I think Jamie is probably the closest translation, but yeah. That's, I don't know. So, you know, I respond to all sorts of he- names. He- he- he. Um, That's true. But, yeah, so James had his world-class goal. Uh, but then Kellen Acosta and Bobby Wood uh, scored real quick in uh, the beginning of the second half. And I just want to say that Bobby Wood goal, Bobby Wood's finish was great. Timothy Weah's pass was one of the best passes I've ever seen.
2: Because yeah, that was weird.
1: He had no business trying to make that pass, and it was the most perfect pass that was it like just went perfectly perfectly weighted, right past a, a a very clearly marked Bobby Wood to a place where only Bobby Wood could touch the ball and he poked it into the goal. Um people like Timothy Weah give me hope for our team, but that's about it. So after that it was three more goals for Columbia, and we lost um In just about every statistical category, seventeen to five on shots, sixty-two to thirty-eight on possession. So progress, right? Progress. (laughs) I dig it. Um. Yeah. I don't know. That's uh. You know, we got we got Brad Guzan starting in goal tonight. We had a little bit of a back and forth Twitter exchange. You and I did, and and Drew Vanderplug. Um. I am not a fan of brad guzan starting i know zach stefan left injured i was like i know horvath isn't great but at least he's like 11 years younger and has a future you disagreed so um uh, you're you're good with uh, guzan started starting i guess is what you said right uh,
2: just i mean not over anybody but i mean if you're if you're putting him with ethan horvath then, <laughs> then yeah i don't want ethan horvath starting at all i don't know why he's even there like who i don't know did did dave Sarakin like you know oh oh his mom a favor so he had
1: to call in
2: horvath i don't get it
1: yeah i don't know um but he's there i just i mean i know horvath's not like my all-time favorite person either i just It feels to me like such a waste to have a 34-year-old who you know is not going to be there in in the goal. And I know Drew made a good point. He's like, look, when you got a young team, it's it's nice to have an experienced goalkeeper back there to sort of keep things organized, which I get. But I feel like that's too logical at this point for U.S. soccer because if they were that logical, we wouldn't be a year into the rebuild without a permanent coach. So, um, I don't know.
2: I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know what
1: uh, I don't know what the rebuild even means anymore. I have no idea. I don't know. Dave Saracan, Sarah Chan, however you say his name, he did say that like Stop. this year has been about <laughs> identifying uh, players and expanding the player pool. He said that they found some players that they think will be part of the core going forward. He also said that they found some players that probably won't be. He didn't name names. He just said there's some that they called in that they probably won't call back. So. Um, three more players got their first caps tonight. Jonathan Amen, Reggie Cannon, and Aaron Long. So they've capped like 20 players or 22 players since last November. Five of whom are teenagers. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's a weird time. So
2: very much so. I, I don't even know what, what more there is to say about this team until there's some real changes, then we'll have some real conversation because right
1: now it's tough to even, Tough to even get excited about anything, yeah. But one national team you can get excited about is the women, because Woo! holy crap, they are freaking dominant, and they have punched They're just scoring their eighteen ticket. goals and not getting scored on. Right, they have punched their ticket to the the twenty nineteen Women's World Cup in Gosh. France. Um, they beat Trinidad and Tobago. The uh, the men couldn't. But uh, yeah, let's go over the scorelines for these, uh, these last four games in the CONCACAF Championships. It started off with the U.S. women beating Mexico 6 0. Then uh, three days later, they beat Panama 5 0. Then uh, three days later, they beat Trinidad and Tobago 7 0. And then eighteen uh, goals. Four days later, they beat Jamaica 6 0. So
2: 24 to nothing their goal yeah. differential is plus 24 in this qualifying thing and by the way tonight they play right before the skc game man they play the yep. final wednesday night they play uh, they play canada canada so and we play a canadian team too so it might be time to whoop that canada ass sorry, sorry. uh canada fans <laughs> yeah. uh we're coming for you canada who, do we got? who who's a canada
1: fan that that's beach right i believe so I believe it sure you're correct. is, McGillishaw. So, We're uh, apologies in advance, but um, we we are He's officially an guy. He knows how it is. Yeah, we're put, we're putting Canada on notice that uh we're coming for you. So there you go. We're coming, and for your delicious French fries and gravy, you bastards. <laughs> some some poutine. I I will say the only time I've ever had poutine was in Chicago. I don't know why. But oh, okay, it was good. I've never had it. Yeah, my brother had it when he was in Montreal. Poutine, it's what I think it's—it's it's fries covered in gravy and melted cheese. Mm-hmm. I want to say I did
2: make—I made my own one time. I made my own vegan poutine. It was—it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, because you can't have probably the gravy or the cheese. Um, no,
2: but I—I I, I did make gravy and I did make my own. It was vegan mozzarella, so it
1: worked. There you go. Um, I do love me some some good poutine. It was good the one time I had it. I mean, it's hard to mess up French fries. So
2: yeah, definitely is. Now fr- French fries don't save. All right, they just get soggy in the fridge, right. and you're like, well, really should have eaten them all last night. Didn't want to be a fatty. Should have been a fatty. But, yeah, you just you got to you know, push first through world it.
1: problems. Yeah, got to got to eat all the fries as in a one. Former
2: sitting. fat guy, as a former <laughs> fat guy, I've learned
1: to eat when I'm not hungry. You know. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um so yeah, man, the women, this, this, I saw someone say the other day that this could be the best women's team of all time. Oh, um, stop it. And we've had some good women's teams. I mean, look, man, 24 to zero. Are you freaking That's kidding pretty me? pretty sweet. I, dude, they're going to add another five on Canada
2: tomorrow night <laughs> or tonight, it's I insane. guess. It's insane.
1: It's insane. So, I mean, look, going for back-to-back World Cups is, is exciting. I cannot wait until France 2019. Um it's going to be so much. Are we going to go to Power and Light and watch some games? Uh if they do it at Power and Light, I know last time they didn't have the Power and Light watch parties until I think the final. They had them all yeah, in what used to there. be the Boulevard Members Club. Um now it's I was whatever. there
2: for the final, bro.
1: Yeah, I was I think I was in Florida. I was watching on vacation in Florida. I made my fiance go back to the place where we were staying. I was like, "I know there's a beach right here, but I got to watch us win a World Cup." So, okay. Well,
2: take me to Florida then. However you want to watch the game, Jimmy, <laughs> I'll go with you.
1: <laughs> well, uh, well, it, it, look, man, if if there's another party in power and light, as I'm sure there will be, we we can be there. Um, that would sure yeah, be absolutely. fun. Absolutely. So, it's the next best thing to be in there in France, which is probably a little pricey. As fun as it is. All right. Be. Yeah, we'll just we'll go to France. It's fine. We'll just, just save up your miles. Um, <laughs> we'll hop on a bird, go across the pond. Uh, um, yeah, man. I I That's love what watching the say. women. Yeah, that is what people say. I love watching the women's that, national team. They're they're so much fun. I do
2: too. I just want to like hang out with them too and like learn soccer. I want to be like, look, I feel like I could learn a lot from you guys. If yeah. uh, you, we could just do a quick clinic for me.
1: Yeah, just don't go to Disney World. You'll get drunk and kicked out.
2: That's true. They do like to do that.
1: So, but yeah, no, they're they they look like a fun bunch. Um, and somehow they got a l- bunch literally like every single pro sports team in america to tweet out their congratulations tweet which was pretty crazy to see like all of twitter overrun it was cool to see like teams from all nfl mlb nba mls everybody was tweeting out the same thing you know what
2: though bro i gotta tell you no one wants to talk about them when they're going through it now i'm gonna put sporting on blast for a little bit okay sporting never okay i don't want to say never but very seldom plugs their games uh uswnt when they're playing they very seldom say anything but sure enough when they qualify for the world cup sporting tweets out like oh congratulations blah 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 and i'm sure everyone else is on that boat too but like I don't know, man. SKC is always telling us when the U.S. men play and when other MLS clubs play, but they they don't tell us when the U.S. women play. And that's tough. That's tough. You really got to look on your own to see when the women are playing. If you subscribe to them on ESPN or something like that to get mobile updates or something. So I don't know, man. I just I wish they kept us more informed, especially if we get most our news from outlets such as SportingKC.com
1: yeah i do i agree i do wish they that all mls uh teams and the league would promote the women more i know that they're a men's league and whatnot but i don't really think that matters i think they should promote them just Doesn't. the same as they promote the men so um it it was weird sporting kc either didn't get the same like template that every other pro sports team got or they forgot to tweet it out because their tweet was different than every other team in america's tweet um uh, like, if you look at most pro sports teams, U.S. soccer very clearly sent out a template where they're like, it'll say one nation, one team. And on the right side will be a U.S. women's national team picture. And on the left side is a picture of your sports team. And everyone did that. NFL teams, NBA teams, MLB teams, most MLS teams. And then sporting just sent out a picture of Megan Rapino, which it was her oh, playing man. at Children's Mercy Park. But, um, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that well, was interesting. We
2: take a different creative direction, man. Whoever uh, is running the social media page now. Apparently. I know it's someone different this year.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. But, hey, congrats to the women. Can't wait to watch you guys, congrats. one, win the CONCACAF Championships and beat Canada. And then, two, uh, win the World Cup next year. So, yes. looking forward to that. Um, We're going
2: to beat Canada Canadian? Why'd I say that? We're gonna be Canada, drink some Labatt Blue, and then head on up to France and uh you know where French fries originally came from, not it's, from Canada. It's, yeah,
1: it's true. French fries are they, authentic they French fries. <laughs> um so yeah, cool stuff there. Um I do have one other question that I want to get to real quick before uh Ooh. before we and um it is from austin young and it you were talking about mls promotion or sporting kc promotion and i transitioned to mls promotion of the women's national team um austin wants to know what should mls or mls fan bases do to promote coverage of the league like he says like specifically in local news or sports programs it would be awesome to see mls with the likes of the nfl and major league baseball uh, that's a, I mean, obviously, MLS is much younger than some of those leagues. But, do, I mean, what do you think? Do you think this league will ever have a chance of getting up there with ML uh, NFL, MLB, NBA? That's tough, man.
2: And I don't know why MLB is even a thing. Y'all realize baseball is boring, right?
1: Like, does no one understand that? <laughs> I will say baseball does a really good – like, what baseball does well is all of their digital properties. Like, MLB TV – like all of the highlight, pa- like you can buy MLB TV for like 120 bucks for the whole season. You can buy MLT- MLB TV just for your specific out of market team for like 70 bucks. If you- Like if you want to watch whatever team, like e- social yes. media, they do well. They they do a lot of things like that really well. And they do a lot of technology stuff really well. It's just like the actual game. Jimmy, they game. play
2: 162 games. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Like if you watch every game, then you are 75 years old. <laughs> you're retired. You, your recliner has a butt imprint on it. And you, you sit at home watching the games at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Who's doing that?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's a good point. Um, And people just go to drink. They're just
2: like, oh, let's just go get fucked up. It's opening day. Tell me you watch more than 10 games a year. Tell me you pay attention when it's not postseason. Okay, come on. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, NFL. At this rate, nobody's ever going to catch the NFL. They're still pulling ridiculous no. numbers. They're clearly the number one league, right. even amidst. With all their CTE and right. their domestic violence, right? They're still number one. NBA is the one I don't think MLS would catch NBA in ratings, but they're the ones I think that like MLS should kind of look to from like a marketing standpoint because they're. NBA is really popular with younger people. Um, and I That's think part, part of that is because. There's so much like drama and storylines in the NBA. They let their players' personalities shine through. Uh, they do a really good job with social media. They're on the forefront of embracing sports betting. Like so, I think the NBA is just the one out there that's like willing to do all these stuff that young people want to get involved in. Um,
2: well, yeah, and there's parity. There's parity with these leagues. Back to baseball, man. There's no salary cap, so the good teams are always good. It's just it's tough to get you know, get behind any team if it's not the Yankees or the Red Sox, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, granted, NBA is a salary cap sport, yet somehow the Warriors are whatever they are now, so that kind of yeah, takes a little of the yeah, fun out of there. But the
2: galaxy of the NBA, sure.
1: <laughs> but I I mean, I think MLS is doing well for only being twenty three years old or whatever it is. Uh but Yeah. It's, it's got a long way to go, but I also think part of the problem with MLS is like its rules, like from a roster standpoint are just so freaking confusing, even for all of us who are super into it. So like, if, if I'm tra- now it's tough. Yeah. So like, I'm trying to get people into MLS and they're like, okay, like, you know, tell me like, how does this work? Like, do you want to get a new play? I'm like, well, there's a designated player and then there's a special discovery player and then there's real money, but then there's targeted allocation money and general allocation money and like, it just gets to a point where you're like, forget it. It's not worth it. So, um, I don't know. It's just it's hard. But yeah, I think I think it's growing. I think if more teams do like what Sporting KC did, where they like embrace the city identity and city culture, that's a cool way to yeah. get people involved. I think. So
2: Definitely growing. I don't know how many years it'll take to get on that kind of level. Um, Americans are still having a hard time embracing it. A lot, lot of Euro snobs still out there, so yeah. we'll just have to wait and see.
1: Maybe they'll just have to join forces with Liga Emekis, like has been reported. You see that? Oh,
2: they have talked about that, yeah. And I, I know we don't have a whole lot of time to get into that, but holy cow. They did talk about joining up with Liga Meki and I just don't know how that would work out.
1: I don't know why Liga Emekeis would do that. Like, I don't know what the incentive is for that. I know, like, their president said, "Well, you know, more competition is good for everyone, and then you can get on the level of some European clubs, maybe." But I don't know. Like, it it just feels like that's a step back, maybe. Yeah,
2: I don't think they need to do that. I think they're pretty successful without it. So it'd be interesting. Maybe they get more money from it for a cash grab and. And the more we're talking about this, dude, I just I'm flashing back here, and we really did not preview the Dallas game this coming Sunday. So I mean, we got there's two games this week, man. With, with with nine o'clock tonight, Vancouver, and and then four o'clock on Sunday with Dallas, and I I forgot all about that. We hardly even talked about it.
1: Yeah, we touched on. I mean, it's 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 hard to to preview something that far in advance. I I think. You know, I think we could. Not much to say. Yeah, we, we we know
2: the team. Yeah,
1: we've played them twice already. It's a big US one: Open Cup and regular season. If if we can beat them, you know, if we like I said, if we get four points out of these next two games, I'll be happy. Hopefully, three of them come from, uh, at least three of them come from uh, FC Dallas. So we'll see. There you go. Um, but yeah, the MLS Liga MX thing. Probably, that definitely wouldn't happen until post-2026 when the World Cup's here. That's just... The Liga MX president was talking about that might be one of the like legacy things that happens from uh, that World Cup. Um, so, I don't know. But then there were reports either today or yesterday or, or whenever it was that MLS has apparently been in talks with Conmebol about sending teams down to Copa Libertadores. So... <laughs> Uh, which is the South American, okay. basically, um, international club competition. So you thought flying midweek to Trinidad for CONCACAF Champions League was bad. How about we double that flight and send you down to uh, Argentina to play Belka Juniors on a Wednesday night? So Yeah, sounds uh, sounds like <laughs> a blast. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. All that stuff kind of ties back into promoting the game and growing it, but who knows man it'll it'll keep growing. we'll just we'll have to wait and see,
2: yeah, it's in the right direction,
1: so well, we are over that hour, mark, and uh that's about all I have you uh you got any that's final it, thoughts man. for our our good listeners? No, this could have been a two hour episode, so really
2: uh cramming it all in here was kind of tough to do, so thanks again for tuning in this uh this this week you guys and uh let's get let's get a couple of victories this week so we don't have to have any pressure for next sunday
1: yes sir um thank you guys so much for listening you can follow us on twitter like we said at no other pod and then you can follow dan at dan Couser, follow me at jcmac03 um make sure you like us on facebook facebook.com Slash no other pod. Uh, send us an email. No other pod at gmail.com. Um, and yeah. Make sure you leave a, a rating and review. Check out on the volley apparel.com using discount code. No other pod. Three separate words for your 15% discount. And uh, Woo. I, th- I think that's all. Uh, that's all we got you uh, for you guys. So thank you so much. We'll uh, get back with you next week. And until then, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Swipe right.